welcome to the Polygon Show. I'm Simone de Rochefort, and I'm here with Allegra Frank. Hello. And Chelsea Stark. Hello. Ashley is out today, and I will tell you why. It's because I finally remembered to bring the PS Vita that I'm going to lend her. <laughs> she was like, I can't have this happen. I cannot actually play P4 Golden. Literally a year. It's probably been years. No, how long have we been doing this show? A year and change? Two years. Two years and change. After years of pro- saying, hey, I have a PS Vita sitting at home and PS PS4, P4 Golden, I should bring it for Ashley. The one time that I remember... And she says, no, I want no part of this. I shall not. I shall not. I shall disappear into the woods. Actually, I could. So here's the the bad part about it. I could not actually find P4 Golden. I may have left it in Washington. Oh, no. But I was going to peek into our cabinet upstairs and see if there's an extra copy because nobody has a Vita. So maybe <laughs> what a- I should do is I have the PSTV with P4 Golden on it. And maybe if I bring that in next week, it will summon her back. No, she'd be gone for twice as long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe you should have done that in the first place. I tried to offer, but you were really gung-ho about the PS Vita lending. And I was like, okay. Also, she could just, uh, I think it's 20 bucks on the store. She could just buy it and then Venmo you back if it's your card. I don't know. Well, that's true, actually. And well, so here's the important thing about the, Vita. My tearaway cartridge is in the Vita. So that's your prized possession. It is. And she should play it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone should play it. Oh my God. I can't imagine the joy Ashley will feel when she witnesses herself in the sun or the horror. Oh, oh yeah. It <laughs> Thinking, was, I think it would freak her out. I don't think Ashley would enjoy uh, showing up in a video game. I think Lee Alexander really didn't like being in the sun. I feel like I remember reading her review of it. I really liked being in the sun. Let me clarify for our listeners. I liked making the <laughs> dumbest <laughs> face possible. I'm trying to clarify what the sun is. Oh, no. <laughs> so on Tearaway on the PS Vita, um, it uses the front-facing camera and it's always on and it puts your face in the sun that's in the sky. So when you make your character look up at the sun, there's your face staring back down at your character. It's so cute. It makes me cry. I have the PS4 version and I feel like you probably can't do that. No, no. that's sad. You don't do that in that the, one. The PS Vita version, I okay, in my head is superior. I haven't played the PS4 version, but <laughs> I've played both. The Vita version is so special because of the touchpad on the back of the Vita, uh, which lets you like poke your fingers up, uh, like tapping the back of the Vita, and then they come up through the screen into the game world. And it's really cute. It's cute. and It's a really cool, creative mechanic. So there's the touchpad in the PS4 version, but you can't do the same kind of thing. Yeah, you don't poke up through in the PS4 version. Because it's on top of them. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're knocking away enemies by poking up and you're poking holes through paper and Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. The PS4 version is cool because you're like pressing down on the touchpad and like smooshing them. Oh. Pretty fun. That's cool. Also, you can have a squirrel in your controller. Sorry, this episode was not meant to be about (laughs) Tearaway. Uh, Well, any episode that you're on is going to be about Tearaway. I think we talked about Tearaway a bunch of times and it was never planned. I mean, Tearaway, like Tearaway featuring Oklahoma. It's never fun. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, that was what um, we wanted. That yes. That's great. The squirrel. I'll briefly explain the squirrel, and then we'll get to the actual show, the real show, which will be about video games, um, just so you know. 
But because uh, there are squirrels in the game, the main character can pick up the squirrels and you turn to face the screen. The character turns to face the screen and you can have them throw the squirrel and it then your controller vibrates as if the squirrel is now inside your controller. And then you can throw, the squirrel can throw nuts out of your controller by swiping on the touchpad. It's very cool. No one looks excited. No, so I was just thinking about this. Does does your controller speaker make little squirrel noises? Yes, of course it does. Well, then I'm I'm in. I'm going to have to rebuy this game that is yeah. like five or six years old. Yeah, Aww. I honestly, I, I do recommend it. I know I've said that before, but. I get, okay, I had a copy for PS4 and I gave it to my hair dresser oh that's nice because for what because she likes like she's not a big gamer but she likes like really she used to be like a artist and work with a bunch of different mediums and i was like you should really play this game so that's really nice yeah it was a nice thing simone i have a a disc copy of it if you want to borrow it the ps4 one that sounds good there we go it's all it's all working out so welcome to the polygon show uh we're going to be talking about a lot of games and a lot of tv today uh, we're going to be talking about Outer Wilds and Doctor the Doctor Mario mobile game, which exists now. And then I will be revisiting uh, the only two games that I play, which are Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Pokemon Go. And we'll be talking TV too. We'll be talking about Gretzko and uh, I think Veronica Mars, if we have time for it when we get there. But let's start out by talking about a game that has like been sweeping the indie community lately, and that is Outer Wilds. Not to be confused with Outer Worlds, which is not out yet. Why'd they do that to us? <laughs> Outer Wilds has been a game for a long time, I would like to point out. Like, this game won a bunch of indie awards two or three years ago. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. I played it at PAX East last, last year. year. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, what did you think when you played it at PAX East? I really liked it. So, at, the game is... It's a time loop game, basically. Mm-hmm. And the part that I played was basically a first loop which is 22 minutes long i ran around on a planet in space talking to a bunch of cool aliens and then i got on my rocket ship and i flew off into space and then i spun around a lot because i wasn't good at flying mm-hmm. and then now you're getting to something oh <laughs> i am actually okay so it's a time loop game i am very confused because i I really don't understand anything about this. I've read reviews. I've read some pieces that are like, this is one of the best games I've ever played. I still, I've seen some gameplay of it. Mm-hmm. I have no freaking conception of what this game is at all. Oh, good. I can help. Yeah, I need like a good summation of what this is because I'm still like, okay, so it doesn't make sense to me. You are a little alien. Um, by the way, this game has like one of the best uses of all the main characters of one race being a they them pronoun mm-hmm. and like implementing it really well and just being like oh this is awesome nice nice job outer wilds team mm-hmm. uh mobius so you are a harthian you're on this planet which is interesting because it's like they just recently developed technology to like explore their solar system they're going to these other planets in their solar system which are all a little weird <laughs> um and they're trying to basically figure out what happened to this alien race that they found artifacts from called the Namai. And they've like, you're the first person actually who's going out with a translator that can translate the text and you're going to explore ruins and like help the other people. There's other like space travelers from your race that are on the different planets and you're just like trying to figure out this mystery of where they've gone. And when you get out there, you realize the mystery is much bigger than you thought. Hell yeah. Yeah. Because there's like quantum stuff happening. Okay. And, and something keeps happening 
with the universe that makes terrible things happen every 22 minutes and suddenly you're back to the start of your day. Mm -hmm. So do you, obviously you can leave some sort of impact. Like how does progression actually so work? So progression works is that, this is not a spoiler because it happens in the first five minutes of the, or first 20 minutes of the game is you see this statue and the statue is like this kind of spooky goat head and it opens its eyes and looks at you and all of a sudden it like pairs with you. And you basically are imprinted cool. on the statue. So all of your memories at the every time you die, which you do a lot in this game, you're supposed to die a lot. All of your memories zoom back into the statue and you see them played in reverse, too. So you're like, oh, there's where I died. <laughs> <laughs> I did there. I'm dumb. Um, and so then you see the memories played back to the start of the loop. And then you like take a big <laughs> breath and you open your eyes again <laughs> at the start. And you're laying on the ground, waking up at the start of the day. OK, so. Is this a, like a linear story? I, that's the other thing where it's like, I'm not totally sure if so it's So you're basically, it is, you are the same character. Yeah. Um, you are like an unnamed character who's been training for space life their whole life. Um, and you basically are like, oh, okay, I'm going to explore the galaxy or the solar system that you live in. Um, and so basically you're collecting pieces on your trip. And you're like, why am I the only one who remembers them? Um, and so you're basically trying, your ship also remembers everything you do. So you're trying to create, like, figure out all these things, piece all these rumors together. Mm -hmm. And so cool. you're unraveling a big mystery of how everyone died. So do you still Dang. have, like, the same, like, everything that I've read has been so, like, rapturous. I know! Right? Like, do you feel the same way about this? Yes and no. Okay. I find the controls <laughs> so frustrating. And like, I wish Ashley was here. Uh, <laughs> she can relate. She can relate because it's first person. Let's make that out. So you're on, the part you played, Simone, is mm -hmm. so cute. You're like exploring your your home planet, which is called Tinder Hearth. Playing Aww. hide and seek you're playing, with kids. Oh my god, yeah, you're playing hide and seek with kids. You can do like a zero gravity test mission. You can do all these things. Um, you you see the museum of all the artifacts that is like from all the other space explorers, all this stuff. And then it's basically tutorial word, mm -hmm. world. And as soon as you take off, that's when a 22 minute in-game timer, which is like multiple days, I guess, depending on what planet you're on, uh, pass. And then at some point, something happens. Okay. And then you reset. Does that help you make sense? But the yes. control, the controls are, you're in, zero, you're in low gravity situations a lot. You have a spacesuit with jetpacks. And then you have a spaceship, you know, mm -hmm. which also can fly in all the directions that a spaceship can, up, down, left, right, forward, backward. I'm bad at flying in space, but I'm even worse at doing first-person platforming in low gravity. <laughs> Ugh. What First-person platforming in low gravity. Jesus. That like, sounds like a nightmare. Especially some of the planets, because I think it's so cool. You're like, oh, wow, every planet has a different gravity level. That's so thoughtful and interesting. Like, one of the planets, your jetpack barely works because it's 2x gravity. <gasps> That's really cool. Thoughtful. Oh, my God. Mechanically, it's such a pain in the ass. That's the water planet, too. So you're like, trying, oh, no! you're trying to get out of water, but you're like, no! Oh my god, that sounds so difficult a water to level. It's a It's a water level. Holy shit. A water level. And so yeah, there was one level where the, the there's you're in these caves and they're filling up with sand quickly. Mm -hmm. So you need to get to the end of the caves and the caves are still filling up with sand oh, the whole time. So you have to get through this platforming part to get to the part you want to explore that has secrets in it. 
Secrets. And, and I fucked up the platforming part twice before I could get to the secrets because it was like one time I just collapsed. I, I walked into a cave and it filled up with sand behind me and I died. And the other time I just did the platforming bad and fell down a hole that I couldn't get back up no. quick enough. And I was just like, I hate this. That does sound really frustrating. <gasps> and you know what it kind of reminds me of is tarot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> actually, because the end of Tearaway, uh, there's a very, very difficult platforming sequence. Oh, yeah, I remember with, like, that. With a lot of shifting platforms that grow and then shrink and grow and then shrink and very tiny, like one square um, lines to walk. And it's very hard. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> it's yeah. Just... And there, I think there are fewer things more frustrating than difficult platforming because there's no mm. like enemy face to be like ah you I'm gonna defeat you it's just your own yeah. fucking incompetence it honestly feels truly impossible sometimes when you hit like a platforming level and you just cannot yeah. fathom how to get past especially when think about it you have to fly to this planet and then die <laughs> so you have to then get in your ship fly to the planet again it took me a long time to figure out how to land on planets correctly oh yeah I 100% so when I first played it and granted, this was like during a PAX demo, so I did not have a lot of time to learn the finesse of the controls. So I wouldn't, I don't blame the game entirely for this, but I think I turned upside down in space, mm-hmm. in my spaceship, and then I just went spinning and spinning. <laughs> well, and Simone, spinning. there's no upside down in space because there's no up. I'm upside down. I, I hate it. God, I hate space. I hate space. Space is horrible. And oh. I've played other zero gravity play games i played that game adrift in vr Mm. which i found a little perplexing but i feel like there's a lot more room for error here because again the time loop so it becomes frustrating when it's like oh crap the hardest thing so far is i've had to land on an orbiting telescope orbiting a planet that's been wrecked and it's like trying to chase something around a planet when you're moving it's moving around the planet's gravity and oh, I'm no. and it, it's got one spot you can land on, and you're like trying to control the rocket's acceleration exactly, and, and you can match velocity and do certain things like that. And I was like, I'm, I have improved. I definitely will say that, but it's certainly like there are no tutorials on how to fly. Yeah. Uh, and if maybe if you've played a lot of other space flight games, like maybe if you played Elite Dangerous or any of those games, this is no problem for you. Hmm. This is something I feel like nobody's talking about, and I feel crazy maybe you should write an op-ed about it yeah the, i i do i do think that is true but i also do not want to just get met with a bunch of courses of get good yeah. <laughs> well so what what are the things that people are really saying like what are the things in particular that people are praising about people are praising that this is basically an onion that you slowly unwrap it's kind of like a mystery game like Oprah Den or any of those things things that I love yeah and you're like oh I'm unwrapping this mystery very slowly and trying to figure out in some ways I've like oh I've like put some stuff together and it's been really cool but it, but it has not quite been enough I haven't played it since Sunday to be like mm-hmm. yeah I want to go back to that mystery and figure it out mm. and that I love mystery and narrative and it's just kind of frustrating that it's paired with controls that I find Mm -hmm. just like unreasonable. There might also be a weird glitch and I can't figure out my Xbox controller I'm pairing with my PC and I'm launching this to the Epic Game Store. Controllers worked fine for all ever and suddenly it's like often spinning off. Oh, dear. So this is like doubly frustrating. Oh. And sometimes my X button is just like not confirming. And I cannot, I haven't oh, found God. other people on Reddit that have had issues. And I can't tell if it's game bugs or my controller. 
That is very frustrating. So, yeah. but that doesn't <laughs> an additional cherry on top. It's an additional cherry that doesn't necessarily. I don't think that would have made my many of my. There's one planet that is all fog and spikes that will hurt your spaceship <laughs> and there's nothing to land on i exited my ship because i thought i landed <gasps> and then i was like oh nope ship's leaving <laughs> oh, no! i got back in but i was still like ah that's my worst nightmare stepping out of my ship into raw space i have raw. also i've also died just because i walked outside with forgetting to put my space suit on and then oh, i no! suddenly just jumped to death and you i was like chelsea's top 10 outer wilds deaths <laughs> I think I have seen people talking about that, you know, like the most slapstick, like, oh no, oh. (laughs) Oh, also your ship, your ship is a like intentionally, the game is like, you know, these people are slightly primitive. They have like a whole wooden platform that this sort of wooden spaceship. It's really cute. It's so cute and charming. The spaceships, spaceships autopilot will fly you into the sun if you put, if the sun is in between the path, but like what you need to get to. Oh, good. Okay. So... So there's your other, your final slapstick death for Outer Wilds. I've flown in the zone at least three times. I thought I would miss it this time. Nope. I'm still interested in checking it out, but I still, I, I don't know. I'm going yeah. to wait a bit and see if it gets a, a patch or a polish. One of my least favorite things in games is like the, the timer system. Majora's Mask is a big example. I just, ugh, it gives me so much anxiety. So mm-hmm. compare or paired with these finicky controls, this game is giving me agita, but it, <laughs> I do need to like check out some videos and stuff because I do trust that like it is also enjoyable. It doesn't sound like you dislike it, but no. the controls definitely sound frustrating. The yeah. art style is so weird and simplistic yet beautiful. Like they do a lot with a little cause it is a small team game. Mm-hmm. And so it, it has this way of like looking really pretty and picturesque while still looking minimalistic and I think that's really cool yeah there's a lot to like and I like am enjoying this mystery but yeah just like it's weird that I feel like I'm the only one that has this opinion so please if you have this opinion tweet at me if you think email that, polygon show at polygon.com yeah if you don't have this opinion do not engage never not, speak to us again I, yeah if you think that I just need to be better at flying spaceships you can eat my farts Allegra, tell us about Gretzko season two, which is on Netflix now. Yes. Um, Talking about emotions, I guess. Yeah. And simplistic art styles that are very effective. Mm. Yes. Um, (laughs) I love a segue. So (laughs) Gretzko season two premiered on Netflix uh, about a month ago now, definitely at least a month ago, early June. Um, It's the, if you have never seen a Gretzko or if you do not remember, it's this, 15 minute long anime. There's like 10 episodes per season. It's by uh, Sam Rio, so the Hello Kitty people, but it's very mature, mm-hmm. um, comparatively at least. Um, it's about this girl named Retzko who's a red panda in a world of different animals. And she is an office worker suffering from office worker malaise and trying to find some sort of purpose and love and navigating, you know, just hellishly boring day jobs and having a lot of trouble being single in her 20s in 20 whatever year it is um so season two expands upon the latter theme the romance and the singledom the bachelorette dumb um, that she's getting increasingly frustrated with um the first half of the season is more focused on work and that half of the season is like more upsetting and 
frustrating to watch, especially as someone who also has a job, I guess, and is a woman. It's very much about like as an employee, as an employee. <laughs> it's very much about like power dynamics in the workplace, um, gendered power dynamics. And it's a lot. But that's not the part that I want to talk about so much because it's upsetting. So the second half of the season is about a Gretz or Retzko, sorry. Um basically getting into a relationship, like a serious relationship for it seems the first time in her life, or at least her adult life, mm-hmm. with this guy whose name is Tadano that she meets in Driver's Ed. And her first impression of Tadano, who I think is like a donkey. Mm. Um, and it's kind of funny because Agretzko is like very small with a huge head and Tadano is kind of like more of a general, like anthropomorphic animal. So he like is tall and long and it's weird. It's like, oh my God, she goes up to your kneecaps. But anyway, um, they met in Driver's Ed and she's like, oh, he's such a slacker. He doesn't have a job. Like he can't even drive. What is he doing? But she she's up, in driver's ed. Huh? I know, but she ends she's up. She's learning. <laughs> I know. She's kind of a jerk to him, but she passes and he just stops going to class. Mm. And when he stops showing up, she's like, wait, I miss him. Maybe. No. Oh, no. Do I have feelings? And she realizes she really liked him. Um, and then she ends up seeing him on the street. Like he sees her while he's in a car that he is not driving, going past her while she's walking the other direction. So they end up reconnecting and they start hanging out. But it turns out that, I, and this will be, I guess, spoilers for Gretzko, if that's a big Mild deal for spoilers. you. It turns out that Tadano isn't this jobless slacker. He's actually the CEO of a company he started and owns. That's, he's basically like Tony Stark. He is like a billionaire who creates these nutso AI systems. He has a self-driving car, a personal assistant, and he's He's loaded. Elon Musk. He's He is like Elon Musk. It's nuts. So she's like, wait, actually I have a crush on this insanely rich guy. This is dope. <laughs> um, I was going to say, best case scenario, yeah, am I right? Literally, oh, I screamed no. at my TV. I was like, girl, you hook on to that boy. You, run, you do not run. You do not let him leave. Um, So it's kind of funny and cute to see like the relationship grow. But the thing that really struck me and I've been talking about this obsessively like every day since I watched it, like I was in therapy the other day and I was just like, I don't want to talk. And then she was like, what else is going on? It's like, let me tell you about the show. (laughs) Okay, so in the end, Tadano and Retzko sort of or Retzko in particular realizes that she and Tadano are in different places. Um, in terms of like their needs and their wants. And it's so beautiful and striking because like they both really like each other. Like that's not the issue. They don't have any fights. There are no actual like, you know, complaints or anything. And they say they want to be together forever. But Retzko, to her, that means like I really want marriage and kids. Like with the person I love and want to stay with, like I want to be married to them. I want to have kids. Like those are my top desires mm-hmm. and Tadano is like this you know Elon Musky dude who wears a hoodie and hangs out with an AI all day he's like I don't want to be the head of a household I don't want to settle down I want to keep working for myself like you should quit your job and start your own business ah! which is just not at all Retzko's MO and it's so interesting because like I feel like that's so common that people sacrifice their own wants or needs or dreams for the sake of someone that they're very much in love with or attached to. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was something that she started to do at first. She was like, oh yeah, I should quit my job because Tadano wants that. But also she wants to quit her job. (laughs) Well, she realizes like, you know, I don't need 
I don't want to be like an entrepreneur. Like that's what he's trying to get her to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. She just kind of wants to go to work and be a homemaker, which, or not even go to work. She just wants to be a homemaker, (laughs) which is fine. Like super respectable. But she, he's very much like, no, you got to be a self-starter. And so she's like, okay, I will do that. And it's clearly making her miserable, but she feels as though that's the only way she can stay in this relationship, which is to literally compromise and sacrifice her own, you know her goals her personal goals and that was so heavy it was so heavy it was so affecting because like everyone around her could see it and even she could see it but she wasn't willing to admit it like she would just be kind of like crying softly and Mm -hmm. laughing like haha it's fine I love Tadano I will I will just make this work I don't need to get married marriage is useless like she just starts parroting the things he's saying Mm. and to everyone that knows her they're like no, we know you better than this. Like, we know that that's yeah. been your dream. And eventually her friends come through and they talk to her and they're like, you can't, you have to be with someone who you can be yourself with. Mm-hmm. What and have you learned from this? I learned a lot. <laughs> and are you going to apply it in your own life? Okay. The best part where I was like, oh, girl, sit me down. <laughs> Miss me with this call out shit. <laughs> I literally was like, they go to this, they go to the karaoke bar, which is where Retzko feels most safe and most herself. It's like her private place. Um, Cause she does heavy metal. It's, it's called a Gretzko, whatever. And she's very calm and collected. And she's like, Tadano, I want to get married and I want to have kids. That is the most important thing to me in my life. I love you. I want to be with you. But I, those are the other things I want. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to give those up. And he says, yeah, well, I love you too, but I just don't want those things. And so she says, okay, I've really learned a lot from this relationship. It's been really meaningful to me and I wish you the best. And then when people ask her later, oh, did you break up with him? She's like, yeah, you know, things happened, but it was really fun. I'm glad that I had this experience. I was like, oh, my God, that's the most mature way to handle a relationship ever. I was so inspired. I literally (laughs) I literally was like, wow, you're right. You don't have to compromise the four, the two things that matter to you in a relationship. Hell yeah. It was Beautiful, and it was nuts because this is like a silly show that's like in flash animation where all the characters are like kind of very dramatic, and the main character does heavy metal to like talk about her feelings. Did she scream about her feelings to heavy metal afterwards? She might have done it during. Oh. There was definitely a part where she did it. Yeah. Oh my God. Actually, afterward, there was a beautiful scene where she's sitting quietly in the karaoke bar and her friends are hugging her. Wait, okay, let me tell you the best shot, though. After that, there's a shot where she's driving, and he actually can fly a plane, but that's a different story. He flies a plane. (laughs) So you see her driving her truck, going one direction, and then you see him flying a plane, going the other direction, and they pass each other, and they're both just smiling. They're content. There's no reason to be in mourning over the end of this relationship. Like, they both learned a lot about, like, these are my needs. You know what this reminds me of? (laughs) Sorry. Fleabag season two. (laughs) Fleabag. It is. It reminds me of Which I will not like elaborately go into because the end of that series is very important. Yeah. Remind me of that too. The mood, the general mood of like, I have learned a thing and I have grown. (laughs) Yeah. And I am so bad at like being. You know what this reminds me of? Saved by the bell. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, finish your sentence. I'm really bad at like objectively reflecting on things mm-hmm. like that. Chelsea's like, yeah, <laughs> yes. Are, are you finally realizing this? Chelsea hasn't yourself. talked a lot this segment because she's been kind of this whole time contentedly Chelsea. sitting and staring at Allegra. She literally <laughs> is like, this is literally like you finally realizing the most obvious dumbass shit about yourself that everyone's known for you. I think it's a proud expression. You know what this reminds me of? Save the last dance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, Um, I think that sounds like Gretzko might be what I tune into this weekend to recover from my own sadness. Exactly, because it's 10 episodes, 15 minutes. It's really short. I just Oh, hell yeah. yeah. What, 15 minute episodes? Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Couldn't open with that? Oh yeah, um, you gotta open with that. Literally, I feel like I'm gonna start crying just thinking about how okay. good the ending you, was. Well, then why don't you tell us about the Doctor Mario mobile game instead, so I can dry my tears. Yes. yes. Okay. Freaking. Love. Let the doctor help you. Yeah. Call in the doctor, baby. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that doctor was. Baby. Uh, doctor baby. Doctor baby. Doctor baby. I don't like Doctor baby. <laughs> doctor baby world. I'm baby. Okay. So. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Dr. Mario World is the latest Nintendo mobile game. Came out um, when Tuesday, Tuesday of this week. Uh, iOS and Android. Nice. So it's basically Dr. Mario on the go. Um, it's, you know, Dr. Mario's like a classic puzzle game. You have these little two-sided capsules with up to two colors on each side, like up to one color on each side, divided mm. left and right. And you have to match like at least three in a row. And because it's like oh. there's two colors on one of these little capsules, um, it can really screw you up sometimes. Sorry it's... for that horrible mouth sound. <laughs> so Dr. Mario World takes that concept, but makes it like you have to touch and drag with your finger to position. And Dr. Mario, the like console game, is really stressful because it goes really quickly, uh, kind of like Tetris or whatever. Like... Um, you know, you choose where your thing's going to go and mm-hmm. it's going there, baby. But in this, like, because it's touch uh, controlled, it's a lot slower. So you can actually take your time to think about what you're going to do. And the screen won't just fill up like immediately if mm-hmm. you take your time, which is nice. So I can actually like stare at it for a really long time and still <laughs> screw up and die. <laughs> but at least I thought about it first. <laughs> I don't know. At least you know why you made the mistake. Yeah. Versus just panic. Yeah. Sheer. You know what that reminds me of? Heroin. A Gretzko season two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yes, it was very a Gretzko like. Um, it's never gonna be Tearaway. You don't know me. <laughs> we know you. I have more. We know the shape of your Assassin's Creed labeled soul. <laughs> <laughs> it's never gonna be Tearaway, even it's though like it was Tearaway multiple times already. The, the food pyramid, you mm-hmm. know, and like the the bottom is Assassin's Creed. No, one corner is Assassin's Creed, and the other corner is Pokemon Go, and then the top is Tearaway, <laughs> and it's whatever I'm talking about falls somewhere on that pyramid. Yes, where is Hemingway in the food pyramid? In the middle of the pyramid, oh, right in the middle. Okay, he's actually he's he is the yeah he's he, eating the whole pyramid. He is the pyramid. Yeah, exactly. He and is, and he's things, eating the pyramid. They are the things inside of him. Yes, he's eating those things, which okay. he loves. Everyone knows that Hemingway would love those specific things. So You know what Hemingway makes me think of? Dr. Mario World. So anyway. He needs a doctor. (laughs) So yeah, it's like a it's a surprisingly fun game. 
I don't know why I'm necessarily surprised, but I think all the reactions I was reading um, before the official launch were very tepid. Mm-hmm. I talked to Mike McWhirter, who wrote the preview for Polygon about it, and he was like, it's fine. And I was like, no, it must be better than fine, because I love puzzle games and I love Dr. Mario. So, I mean, it's not like stellar, this game, but it is, it's just like pure fun. It's just pure match. What kind of doctor fun. is he? Um, well, he clears viruses. Hmm. Hmm. I like to think he's a pediatrician. Aw. There's other doctors in this, which is really dope. There's Dr. Uh-oh. Bowser <gasps> and Dr. Peach. <gasps> and I'm Dr. Peach right now. And every character has a skill. And Dr. Peach's skill is she just gets rid of a random column column <sighs> of colors, which sometimes yeah. sucks ass. Because oh, no. it's like, Binch, you picked a column that has nothing in it, you fucking idiot. Or she'll pick <laughs> a column that you're like, I was about to clear that. Yeah, literally, it's like, I was prepped to clear that. Thanks for nothing. Now I'm screwed. So I feel like she's like a really shitty nurse who like somehow got she's to a med doctor. School. She's a doctor. She's a really shitty doctor. She works. Bowser's at, she works at CDMD. <laughs> she works at CDMD. No, that's bad. CDMD's great. I yeah. She's in med school and she's been in med school for twelve years because they won't pass. She's her. in her residency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Doctor Bowser, I have not tried, so I'm oh. not sure what kind of doctor he is. Mm. I feel like he might be a proctologist. Doctor Bowser. Yeah. Um, oh, what's Doctor Mario's thing? Doctor Mario. What? Oh, he. Um, God, what is his skill? Because it's really dumb. I think it just gives you like an extra, oh, it gets rid of some of the capsules that are on the screen. The capsules Mm. are the different color blocks. So like if you have too many on the screen, so you don't really know where to put your stuff, he'll get rid of some, which sounds helpful, but I'm good at the game, so I've never been in that situation. So Dr. Mario has nothing Mm. for me. Okay. So I heard I heard Yoshi and Toad are also doctors. Yeah, I haven't gone. Oh, Doctor Toad actually is like the narrator, but I think you can play as him. But I haven't gone to him yet. Doctor Toad. There's also Doctor Luigi. I saw Doctor Luigi. Mm-hmm. That seems Doctor. fake. I don't know when all these guys had time to mm-hmm. go to med school. Well, I would download this game, except I'm still playing Pokemon Go. Can I explain to you guys the shit that I'm putting up with? Right now? Yeah, because I keep, I've been playing nonsense. it lately and I keep seeing you level up like every time I log in. So you have been yeah, doing what a lot le- of stuff. What level are you now? I think I'm like 28. Wow. Um, 27. I'm almost 28. So here's the situation. I'm about to become ultra friends with both Mike and Russ. Mm-hmm. I was one day ahead with Mike and Russ DM'd me and was like, one day till ultra friends and I was like yay with Rust, with Mike too and then he was like wait a minute don't become friend don't open Mike's gifts which will make you friends wait wait one day till you're about one day away from being ultra friends with both of us and then put a lucky egg on become ultra friends with each of us on the same day while the lucky egg is on which doubles the XP and you'll get mad XP. Usually I wouldn't waste a lucky egg on becoming ultra friends. I'd save it for best friends. But if it's two people, that's a different case. (laughs) And then today we realize it's um, Armored Mewtwo is coming to the game today starting at 4 p.m. Eastern. So Armored Mewtwo is here and as soon as this recording ends, I'm going to go find one. But more importantly, we're going to wait till the armored Mewtwo is here. And then I'm going to pop a lucky egg on. I'm going to ultra friend Russ and Mike with the double XP. And then I'm going to do a raid for armored Mewtwo while the lucky egg is still active. And then I'm going to 
get so much XP. This honestly sounds amazing. Does it? And you told me the story before we even were on the show, like pre pre tape. And I'm still into it. I'm excited for you. I feel like I'm in a cult. <laughs> you are. Uh, you really are. Yeah, you this is the most in into the I don't know, just into the weird XP grind that I've ever seen it's you. So weird. It's Where not go? Your... It's like hierarchical. Like I feel like Mike's at the top because he's the he is level 40 or he's closest to it. Mm-hmm. Then like Chris Grant is like almost equivalent to him because he's Chris Grant so he has to be but like not quite like Mike is still at the top Russ of and Mike chain. are both up at the top Russ is very close um, and then like you're there's like the peons like you me like Emily Heller I so, know she's really in they're not none Sorry. of you are peons I'm Hang the peon <laughs> I'm the person who only opens the game once a month Allegra and I are not on the same level here I'm level 27 thank you I am following the guidance of my mentor Russ Frushdick. I he dictates my every move I will not use eggs until he tells me to I won't open gifts until he tells me to Russ Frushdick is in charge of living games I don't know what his type he's a senior yeah. editor at Polygon right Technically, he's actually like the mobile game guru for everyone because he did this to me with Fire Emblem Heroes. I would not yeah. do a single thing in that game unless Russ told me to. And it's nuts <laughs> that he's doing this to you now. No, this was me with Stardew Valley also. Russ? Every, yes. With Russ. <laughs> he was, he was my exactly guru. why I'm not getting involved. He's so good about it. It's scary. Literally, Fire Emblem Heroes, he would come over to me and be like, open your game. He'd be like, here, Russ. Here is phone. Like, so I, it is scary Fuck. that you're in it. Like you are in I'm that cult. in it. Yeah, he gave me great advice about blueberries in Stardew Valley. And once I planted tomatoes and he was like, who told you to plant tomatoes? <laughs> you might as well throw your money in the garbage. <laughs> I was like, you're right. I didn't tell you to plant tomatoes. <laughs> it's not on the planting calendar. Uh, anyway, Russ is really good at like, I, it, it's all coming together for me now. It's clicking. He's really good at figuring out these systems and then grinding through them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the story of my life. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm glad we came to this Russ revelation. We're Russ on the same revelation. page. So see, you said we're not in the same place. We are. No. We are. No. I'm way more committed than you. <laughs> you are. Literally, I will crush you. <laughs> I got to level 27 yesterday or two days ago. I was playing. Yeah. And then I literally was like, okay, I'm done now. 27 is my favorite number. Okay, I know that. That's weird. Also, my phone sucks. It's uh, the other. That's problem. true. We're not talking about your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're you are more committed than Allegra because yesterday your phone alarm kept going off, and I went to your desk oh. to turn it off, and I was like, "Oh, Pokemon Go is just open on Simone's desk. She's become Mike McWhorter. Yeah. Also, has his phone open on his desk, just plugged in. Yep. It's the high level Ride- strat that only works down here in Fidei because." The GPS is so fucked up because of all the buildings. Yeah. I can leave my phone plugged in, open on Pokemon Go, and I can walk 10, 15 kilometers in the game just from leaving it open. So 50K in a week, that's nothing. I work five days a week. I can't do that math. Seems to match up, I think. <laughs> 10 times five. 10 times five, yeah. It does. It's 50. Mm-hmm. So I knew that <laughs> definitely when I started that sentence. I just, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Thank you. Here's why I've not fully committed. (laughs) I worry that I will walk into traffic. 
Yes. <laughs> I like that you looked at me and you're like, yep. Literally or like metaphorically, honestly. I mean, I just can't look at my phone and walk around, which is literally the point of Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. I say that I say yes as much for myself as for you, Chelsea. I will walk into traffic. I just the other day after I got my eyes dilated, I went to the eye doctor. You got your eyes dilated, then walked around and looked at your. Why? Well, I I was like a block away from Central Park, and I was like, you know, it would be nice to walk home through the park. So I just. I had my eyes dilated. I couldn't see the screen really, but I, you know, you can see that vague outline of the Pokemon and you can do the, you can still throw because you don't have to aim that well. So I was just walking around with my eyes dilated, completely unable to see at a close range, um, catching Pokemon in Central Park. I now understand like back when Pokemon Go started three years ago and everyone was like, people are dying or we think people will die from this. I now understand that fear and I share it for you. It's going to be me. I'm going to be the dying one. Jesus. But listen, I was fine. There are no cars on those paths. There's just people on electric scooters. Yes. That do not. That would be more embarrassing to die that way, though. Think about it. It'd be super embarrassing. Someone runs you over with an electric scooter while you're playing Pokemon Go. Is that how you want to die, Smiley? Yes. Okay. (laughs) If I can catch the armored Mewtwo, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Chelsea, uh, you wanted to talk about Veronica Mars because it's on Hulu now, along with other great shows like The Terror from AMC. But we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about Veronica Mars. I just want to... so I I want your plea. I want to make my plea because I got Jeff Ramos to start watching this show because he was looking for shows to start watching, and I had started. This is my f- third or fourth rewatch. I cannot remember. Oh wow! It I started watching it in like 2008, and it had already ended. It was on UPN, you guys. I remember. Uh, it was Kristen Bell's breakout freaking role. I love the show. Yes. Uh, I love the show because the fashion is so distinctly good. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it last night. I was like, I need to catalog how many jackets she wears because she's supposed to be like, they were supposed to be like ripped away from money and like live in a <laughs> shitty apartment. And she has the best clothes literally every day. She's wearing a new <laughs> cute jacket. And I'm like, oh, your jacket game is so good. They've sacrificed your nice like condition. She's she's Megan uh, level jacket. Good. Megan Froakmanesh. Megan Froakmanesh. Probably Stylist. there's a consignment store that she goes to and every day she they trades cut- in her old jacket for a new jacket off screen in they, the morning before she goes to school. Yeah, they cut that part out. Yes. Um, but yes, uh, she is great. There are so many... I love the show because there's obviously a overarching narrative in the first season just like who murdered her best friend uh, a year before. And then, but she's also like solving kind of like crime of the week, everything. Mm-hmm. The episodes are an hour long. Sorry, sorry, Simone. I will tell you that, but there's like so okay. much engaging shit that happens in every one. All the characters are really great. Um, but Veronica does so many things that like just disregard the law <laughs> and, and also just does so many things that I'm like, I love that you went to this direction to solve a crime. There's a gamer segment. Gamer oh segment. Whoop, whoop, whoop. That's and it's my like gamer in, siren. I think it's in the first five episodes. It's very early on in the show. She's trying to find out these college guys who have like basically ripped off someone uh, that she knows like out of money. And mm-hmm. she's there using this money to like fund their own video game development in their <laughs> dorm room. It's very silly. Wow. Uh, she like goes to a gamer cafe to catch them and she wears like a very like otaku like schoolgirl outfit with arm <laughs> warmers. She wears a black Stop. wig with bangs. No! Stop. And it 
I looked, I watched this scene again and it's unclear what is happening because she sits down on the couch between two guys, but they're all playing on one TV. And then she, she can basically continues to kill someone on her team to try to get him to reveal himself. Um, and so she keeps going like uh, ownage and like shooting someone on her team. <laughs> and I like no. the, the contrivance of this is so ridiculous. And all of the contrivances are just so over the top. And that's why the show is really good. It's like combines mm-hmm. this like Southern California, Hollywood esque element of like, and it's like very class focused in it's like dissections of thing, which I really enjoy. I and you love class. Oh my God. It basically it sounded sarcastic, but it wasn't. <laughs> no, I think that you would like it. And it's, but it's, it's always really light and fun. Um, and really, yeah, and, and very sweet. And like all of the acting is very good. Mm-hmm. On um, box.com slash culture, where I work, Ooh. we have a an every episode of Veronica Mars ranked hmm. feature, which I edited, having only seen two episodes of Veronica Do Mars. Do you remember what was the top? No, I don't. I'll send it to you. Rude. Um, I've only seen two episodes of Veronica Mars and it was a 9,000 word story. So please forgive me. No, I'm going to go read it. Uh, yeah. Um, but I learned a lot about Veronica Mars while editing that. And the thing that really stood out to me is it is very like I thought it was, it's kind of like a dark comedy, right? Yeah, it's extreme dark comedy. Yeah. But is it funny? Because the situations that Veronica no. seems to get into are very, very upsetting. Yeah. If you write them out, they're definitely upsetting, especially like it's like your best friend was murdered. But it's just I don't know the way that the way the characters interact, the way that the show is staged. It is kind of like a I don't know, like a weird comedic take mm-hmm. and modern teen take on noir yeah so and Kristen Bell is like always very snarky oh my god she's so punchy, snarky yeah. punchy uh very just very cute like she's also I only realized this week 24 playing a 16 year old <laughs> oh wow <laughs> uh, oh no I know I want so I, I looked up the outfit um and the the gamer outfit and it is on a bustle list of 14 most ridiculous Veronica Mars alter egos that she used to crack a case. Oh, my God. So. You know what? I've never wanted to read a bustle list more. Yep. <laughs> it sounds very good. It looks like Avril Lavigne-esque, you know, tie over the, the fitted button-down shirt with mm. the arm warmers. Very oh good. So, God. yeah, this was this was uh, released 2004 to 2007, which were the years I was in college. Wow. Uh it, it, also, a very distinct fashion era in history that has yeah. yet to return. Studded okay belts, that. man. Studded belts. I'm okay. I owned many a studded belt. I wanted studded belts. My God. But you didn't see this in college. No, I saw it like right after I graduated college. Yeah. Yes. And did you see the movie? Yeah, that movie is bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel really bad about the movie because they raised all this money on Kickstarter. But it is so fan service. Like, it is just like, let's get every character in. And I'm like, no nervous about the show for that the, they're doing they're rebooting yeah and I'm very nervous because I was like I want this to be good the movie yeah. was not what we wanted mm-hmm. also there's controversy on who she like everyone has lots of opinions on who she ends up with at the end of the show mm-hmm. uh, the best thing about the movie is Ira Glass appears what yes <laughs> that's hilarious well, maybe it's finally time for me to watch Veronica Mars. Uh, yeah, it's accessible to me. It is accessible. The easiest it's ever been to watch Veronica Mars, and it. I I would say, like honestly, it's so funny how like you know when shows feel very dated, and this one does not. I think, mm-hmm. except uh, for the fashion. The fa- I but dated in a good way. <laughs> yes. Ugh. 
All right. That's our show for today, everybody. Thank you for listening. If you liked it, please seek it out on Apple Podcasts and give it a rating or share it with a friend so that they can enjoy it too. If you want to email us, you can do that at polygonshow at polygon.com. Thanks, everyone. This has been The Polygon Show.